Welcome to the three-part teaching series, The Power of Prayer, featuring Christina Baker. In this series, you'll learn about prophetic intercession, waiting on the Lord, and understanding your authority in prayer. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire. Today is Wednesday. This is part three of three of our teaching series, Power of Prayer, featuring Christina Baker. Uh, this is our epic conclusion, you guys. Um, all roads have led to this moment right here. Um, and it's been a great, I've, I've really loved this teaching series. I think it's so great, so important. Um, and it applies to everybody. You know, I think, uh, you know, with some things, especially those who are maybe entering into the prophetic or entering into that and, and you're not, maybe someone shares an experience and you, you can't relate to that, you know, um, there is the promise of perseverance and all that, but prayer is something we can all actively engage in right now. Um, you know, and so it's very applicable. Uh, but for some reason, it seems like for a lot, a lot of times it can be like the first thing that like, it's the first casualty of like stressful, stressful times. If you're not careful, it's like, no, I don't have time to pray. God, I need to worry. That's what I need to do. So, um, this has been a really, really good series. Um, and I'm really excited about today. We've got some really great stuff to talk about. So my guest today, you guys all know her. You've been sticking it out with us. But those who don't know, she's a content creator and she's also an author, the author of Hope in 60 Seconds. Let's give it up for my guest, Christina Baker. Hello. Hey, Jeff. Hey, do you read the book? Do you go and read the book? at the back of the book first or the last like final chapter and then go back and read the, the rest of the book i don't i yeah. i actually like the i like to go from start to finish i think i've done it a couple of times but i really like the process of just going on the journey with the author yeah and, and the page turning aspect i don't want to know how it ends uh oh illumination says i've done it once but just the last page of the sentence see that still doesn't <laughs> that's still like sacrilege so yes. uh you know but whatever if that's your thing um christina fun fact um it's technically tomorrow but this is your one year anniversary with oh. elijah fire wow yeah your first i can't show, believe it yeah your first show was last year so wow isn't that crazy i mean it is and it's I think the Lord is just so purposeful that we're ending this series and then tomorrow is mm -hmm. that one year. Cause I know that's it. It's gone by really fast, but it's also, it's been a year, right? Yeah, it has but it's like, but that's gone by quickly. <laughs> yes, it has been a year and praise the Lord. It's gone by quickly. So I know. yeah. So, all right, Christina, I, well, first of all, I just, I really value our friendship. I value all that you contribute to, Elijah fire. And I know there's plenty of people who've been so blessed by what you do and how the Lord is using you. So I just wanted to say thank you publicly. Um, you're such a blessing you, to everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. It's, yeah. it's been honestly one of, I've, I've told you in illumination and Michael this, but it's one of my favorite things is, is Elijah fire. Mm. It's one of the, the treasures and gifts the Lord's given, given to us. So Aww. thank you for, for you and Lauren and just, Illumination and Michael, just the team. You guys are the yeah. best. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, okay, so what, you know, we've gone on, uh, we've covered a lot of different topics, started at a very foundational level with episode one, 
part one of three. Uh, but what are we what are we going to be talking about today? What how yeah. we how are we wrapping this up? What are we going to be yeah. talking about? Yeah, I believe that you know we just covering foundationally what we all know that prayer is about intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. But I really want to get into what authority in prayer looks like because if we don't understand our authority in Christ, then there's going to, no matter how much you want to pray, you want to build your prayer life with the Lord and you want to create intimacy with him. If, if we don't understand the authority that he's delegated to us, that we're going to fall flat in our prayers. And I'm sure I'm people that are listening in right now, we've all felt like, God, why are my prayers falling flat? And I've, I've went through that season uh, when I came to the Lord. It was like, God, what is it? I want, I, there was a desire in me that I was like, I want power in my prayers. I want, because I know that your will is to do this. So what's the revelation behind that? And, I, and what I want, Uh, people to really walk away with today is an impartation from the Lord himself that when, when they pray that they would have a confidence in their hearts that when they pray according to his will, Mm. he hears them, he hears us. So I want to pray first and we'll get into that. Yeah. So father, we thank you. We thank you for your, for your beautiful word. Mm -hmm. We thank you for the God, the privilege that it is to pray. God, that you've given a gift to humanity, that we can come before you, that we can come before the throne of grace. And today, Lord, I pray for an impartation over each and every one of us, God, that you would just release your spirit over us. God, I thank you for a revelation of the authority that we have in you, that when we pray according to your will, you hear us, God. You stoop down. You listen to the words that we pray, that our words matter to you, Father. Father, I ask today that, uh, Lord, for anybody that has a weary heart, anybody that is carrying burdens right now, God, we ask that you would lift every burden, that you would lift every weight. We ask right now, Father, that you would surround us with a wall of fire. And Lord, right now, we just take authority over the forces of darkness and the airwaves. And we ask you right now, Lord, that your presence would come through. And we thank you for what you're going to do today in us and through us, Lord. We step to the side. We say, you speak, Jesus. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, So we included a point from last week's. So we said we were going to cover it today. And it's it's point one. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or you want to wait until later. But it's all about hindrances to unanswered prayers. And we kind of touched on it a little bit last week. But there's actually like a, a slightly deeper dive into it. So I don't know if you wanted to hit that now or later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about sin, how sin hinders our prayers. Mm-hmm. And I believe another, we, I think we started to get into disunity and offense because that is one of another, I would say they're all number one things. If you have sin in your life, it's a number one thing. If you have offense against someone, that's another number one thing that's going to hinder your prayers. But the enemy knows that when he can create disunity uh, between us as brothers and sisters in Christ, that that's going to stop. It's going to stop our prayers. It's going to stop any answered prayers. We might be, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation, you have something um, 
maybe it could be in your relationship. There's that scripture where the Lord says like men to husbands, like there's a connection between how you treat your spouse and your answered prayer. Right. So the Lord yeah. desires unity because in the way that we commune with others, Jesus gave us this example that how can we say that we, we love God and we hate a brother. And so it is so the Lord's desire for us to be in unity with others. So real quick, just a, just, just to kind of cover, um, you know, the scripture say in Psalms, it says that where there's unity, the Lord commands a blessing. But I believe the opposite is true as well, because Jesus also said that when you come before the Lord and you come with your, with your gift before the altar, if you have something, if somebody has something against you, you leave your gift at the altar yeah. and you go and be reconciled mm -hmm. and then come back and offer your gift to the Lord. This is so important to, to the Lord before we begin to bring our lists. And it is something that, and it, notice it says that if somebody has something against you, it's not if you have something against someone, now that's one thing. But if somebody has something against you, go and have that, go and settle that before you come before the yeah. Lord. And so super important. Maybe you guys, if you were on last week or, you know, one of the things that is so important, if you really want to grow in your life of prayer with Jesus is having peace as much as it is within you with other people. I think it's one of the number one things we come before the Lord. We've got to have peace with God and we have to have peace with others. So mm -hmm. that may be you right now. It may not be um, something you have against someone, but somebody has something against you and you've got to settle that thing. You've yeah. got to settle that thing. And that doesn't mean perfect, perfect resolution. Like in terms of like, if someone is your apology, you asking for forgiveness it may be the first step in them receiving healing, not the final That's right. closure of that for them where they're like, Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Been waiting some, for that. <laughs> yeah. Some people are not in that place, but yeah. the important thing is that you are being yes. obedient to the conviction of the Holy spirit Yes, and going out there and, and apologizing. And yeah. Yeah. The disposition of your heart because mm -hmm. the Lord sees our heart. And so say you go to this person and, you know, they're absolutely unwilling to reconcile because right. of whatever's taken place. Yeah. The fact that you took heed to that and went and tried to make things right and try to reconcile things means everything to the father mm -hmm. and God will honor that. So maybe, yeah. maybe someone's listening to that right now. You're like, that person does not want, I know that if I go to that person, they're going to reject me. It doesn't matter. Just the mm -hmm. fact that you go and make the attempt to reconcile because you love the Lord is it means everything yeah. to him. Oh, yeah. So father, we just ask today that father for uh, unresolved issues and offenses mm -hmm. and strife yeah. Lord in families, in marriages and relationships between brothers and sisters, Lord God, I just pray right now that you would open up the floodgates mm -hmm. God, that you would, bring peace to the situations. Even I just get the sense there's been long-standing relationships that have gone. It's just the, the divide is just getting bigger and bigger and big, bigger. And every time 
you get in the Lord's presence, the Lord is just nudging you to go to that person and make things right. And if that's you right now, Father, we ask right now for a grace, for grace in reconciliation over this person. And I, I ask today, Lord, that there would be in that person, Lord, that they're thinking about, that they would, God, that they also would have the desire put in their heart to be reconciled. God, we know that unity brings great joy and pleasure to your heart. And I I ask you today, Lord, that you would resolve every offense. Father, that you would open hearts and give them a heart of flesh and not of stone today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Here's, I really want to start off with this, Jeff, because 1 John 5, it says this, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And sometimes when we understand the word here in the Greek is really powerful. I'm just going to read off a few things that just stood out to me when I was reading in the, in the Greek concordance. It says the word here, another way to interpret that is to take heed to, to attend to, Mm -hmm. to consider what is or has been said. And I want, I want, as you're listening to this, I want you to just take in that the one who's taking heed to this and the one who hears is the Lord is the Lord. That when you pray according to his will, he's taking heed to, he's attending to, it says to consider what is or has been said, to hear immediately. That's one of my favorite ones. A thing that comes to one's ears, to give ear to, to perceive the dis- distinct words of a voice. That also really touched my heart because it was like the God of glory, the God of all creation stoops down to hear the words of my prayers because that my words matter to him, that the prayers that I pray, the prayers that you pray matter to the Lord. So what we say with our mouth, Jeff, is so deeply linked with the faith that is growing in us. And God, you know, we talked a lot about intimacy And we talked about the fact that, you know, praying with power without intimacy, there is, you can't have one without the other. We have to have intimacy, Mm -hmm. but, but there's, there's another dimension in, in our communion with God when it comes to prayer. And it's this, that he, he wants us to encounter the father and the desires of the father to partner with us to release his will in the earth. And that's where intercession comes in because we can sit here and go, Jesus, which is beautiful. We have seasons. I I mean, this is our life to live and worship him, but it's not just Jesus. I love you. Now all this other stuff, getting people saved and prophesying, doing all the hard. I'm not really into that. I just want to sit here and just, I love you. And that's, (laughs) that's, that's amazing. That's beautiful. But as we grow in our relationship with him, there is a burden that comes on, I believe, on every believer that we, we, when we become lovesick for the Lord, his desires and the burdens that are on his heart are just something that we become burdened with. And maybe burdened isn't a word that people um, maybe relate to, but it's something that you become one with. So the Lord, the Lord encounters us in intimacy But then there's this other side of partnership where he's like, hey, I want to partner with you to release my will and my word in the earth to bring more people to me. 
that there would be a mighty harvest of souls that would encounter him as we've encountered him. It's a part of our relationship with him. And so, so I really want to talk about that. And I believe that when we begin to truly understand the authority that we have in him, it's like a jet pack. It's, it's a, it's a fuel in our fire Mm -hmm. that when we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. We know that the God of glory stoops down and hears the words of our prayers and he's actually listening. And I shared this in the first episode that when I first began to hear the Lord in prayer, the alarms went off in the McDonald's two times, Mm -hmm. both times where I said, Lord, sound the alarms and the alarms go off both times. And I receive a revelation that day. Oh man, he's actually listening to me. Mm. And it might sound like, well, of course God is listening to you. But for this girl who I was a self-proclaimed agnostic for most of my life, the revelation that the God of the universe was listening to me sitting in that McDonald's that day was revolutionary. It changed my life. And it was like, you listen to me? Okay, let's, wow, let's see what we can do. Mm. Let's see what we can do with this that you are listening to me and you want to do. You want to release your will in the earth and Mm -hmm. you want to do it through us. Well, he confirmed that through using the McDonald's alarms, you know, twice. And I think that so there's a good. lot of stuff. And I even like right before I said that, I was thinking about this myself. I'm like, there's there's got to be several <laughs> instances in my life where God has confirmed himself like that to me. And I couldn't see it or I wrote it off wow. as something else. Um, and is God, God not big enough to, to confirm something? Because the revelation that brought to you of like, him using McDonald's alarms, you know, like, you know, the revelation that that brought to you. Um, I'm like, how many, how many times if God is speaking all the time, those, those instances have to be happening a lot is more what I'm getting at in our lives. And we don't see what do like, you know what I'm saying? So that's really, yeah, Lord, open our eyes, man, open our eyes, Lord. And yeah, that's really deep. There's, the reality of it is, is that it is happening all the time. And you know, one of the ways that we can see this is when we fast. I remember because this is another, I didn't plan on getting into this, but it is an aspect of the life of a believer. Jesus said, when we give, when, when you give, when you fast, when you pray, he didn't say if he said, this these are things that you're going to do as when. when you follow me. It's yeah. when, like when you give fast and pray. And fasting is another, I'd say, another dimension of of prayer, a tool that the Lord has given us to accelerate, to, uh, and when I say accelerate, I mean even accelerating time in certain things, that things that would have taken 30 years, the Lord in 21 days is like, you know what, we're going to take what took, what would have taken 30 years in the natural and we're going to snap this in, in one mm. instant. I've seen that. I have seen that with my own eyes. I know you have as well, Jeff. Yeah, um, yeah. But when I want, what I wanted to share with you was, I remember the first time I went on a fast and the man that led me to the Lord said, okay, you're going to go on a fast. And I'm like, what's that? And he said, you're going to set aside t- uh, your food to spend time with God. 
And I'm like, oh, that's simple. And, you know, when I became a believer, I just did what I was, it was so simple. It's like, oh yeah, just do what I'm told. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And, and so thankful it was in a, a very healthy environment. You yeah. know, these people really love the Lord. They weren't trying to use their authority um, in any evil way. And I remember seeing, so I'm like, I've never done this before, water fasting. And I didn't have a lot of money at the time. And I remember like the first, it was like 7.30 in the morning. Somebody goes, hey, Christina, I brought you a Starbucks. And I was like, I can't drink that now. Then like an hour later, or like, hey, Christina, I brought you Shipley's at the office. And I was like, why is this? This is this never happens. You're like, of all days. <laughs> today. So there, there's something I want. I want people to really grasp today just the the reality of the realm of the spirit is more real than what we can see right now mm. it is the greater reality so what you're hearing right now the five senses the the natural realm was here much longer before the 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 spirit realm was here much longer than the natural realm was mm -hmm. so it's just mm -hmm. so real and by the end of that day i remember seeing i had pizza i had lined up my whole cubicle with pizza donuts Starbucks, cans of soda. And the Lord spoke to me and just show you this is, this is how real the spirit spirit realm is. And the Lord, just as the enemy tried to come and tempt me with all this food that day, the Lord was speaking in a louder way to me hmm. like never before. So when you say that, I think about, yes, Lord, open our eyes to see when you're speaking and the confirmations that you're bringing. Because just like you said, Jeff, it's happening a lot more mm -hmm. often than we even know. Yeah. But the, script, the scriptures tell us that when we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the prayer is, Lord, help me to walk in the spirit. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of chalking things off to like, huh, that was funny. You know? That was a coincidence. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. How long was your fast the first time you fasted? It was three days. It was a three day nice. water fast. And I had this, it was, you know, I think I said this last week, you know, the Lord was giving me, you know, I was addicted to everything. And so I had this like holy addiction to the presence of God. And when I, I did, all I knew was that I pushed back the table for a few days and the presence of the Lord the manifest presence of God came in a way I had never experienced before. Mm. And I had this whole encounter and these visions. It was just, God was just giving me a little taste of like, this is what this looks like, but it was enough for me to go. I want this. Yeah. Like, I don't know what all this is still, but I want this. I want the depths. Man. I want to go deeper. I want to know you. And so early on, there was this, deposit of like, I, I want to spend the rest of my days in this place of, of prayer. What they're telling me, this is prayer in your presence. So of course it starts off that way. We, we know that Jeff, but I, I do believe that God wants to bring us to this place where now we're shifting into a place of Lord, what's on your heart? What's on your heart? And, and the reality of it is, is that we are, we are here as God's representatives on earth to release his will, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so 
Mark eleven twenty three. it says, truly, I tell you that whoever says to this mountain, be lifted and be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. There is a confidence that the Lord wants us to have in our relationship with him. And this comes from understanding our position in him, that it's not because of what we do or have done. But in fact, it's because of the shed blood at Calvary that he, the Lord took the keys from the devil at Calvary and then delegated us as his authority here on earth to release his will in the earth and to release his voice in the earth. And in fact, we see that and we know the scripture a lot. We hear it that whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. So Jesus is telling us here, he's giving us the keys. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom that whatever you bind on earth is. And what is binding the evil and loosing the will of God on earth? Loosing what the, what, what does heaven look like? What is the culture of heaven look like? Well, we know that when we read the word of God, we understand the culture of heaven. Mm-hmm. We understand what heaven, heaven looks like. And the Lord using us to bring heaven to earth. We are, you know, I think, and we talked about this a little bit, is the hurdle in really receiving that is the shame, the condemnation, yeah. the sin. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. But hey, I'm here to tell you that this isn't, isn't about us being worthy. This is about us being children of God. This is about us being his delegates on earth to be able to do what he wants to do in the lives of people all around the earth. I love the analogy of the police officer for, and this was given to me a long time ago and it really helped me understand and just kind of shift my mindset. I couldn't shift my mindset of like, yeah, but, but like, I'm not God. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) The police officer. Okay. When a police officer pulls you over the badge that he holds or the badge that he's wearing He is a delegate that in that badge has the authority of the government. And when we get pulled over, he's not forcing himself like, hey, stop. He's not stopping the car. His very presence is delegated authority here on earth, here in this realm, Mm -hmm. in our society that has been given to him by the government. The same applies to the kingdom of God. We are his delegates. We wear his badge that we are blood bought believers that when we have given our lives to the Lord Jesus, when we are in a situation where we know that evil is trying to take over or evil is invading, we come in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts. But I believe it's not really a, uh, I think it's more so us as believers have a hard time really understanding that because the devil understands authority because at the mention of his name, demons flee. It's us coming into this place of understanding that I don't come in my name. I don't come in the name of Buddha. I'm not coming in the name of Muhammad. I'm not coming in the name of Donald Trump. I'm coming in the name of Jesus. And at the mention of his name, every knee has to bow. And so I really believe that This can cause the lack of revelation in this area can cause us to become sheepish 
in understanding that we can have this boldness, Jeff, in prayer. That when the enemy is attacking your household and attacking your children and attacking your body and attacking you, you clearly feel the presence of the demonic. That God has actually given you and I and every person listening right now the authority to go, no, 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 no way. We're drawing a line here. And right now in the name of Jesus, we evict every demonic force that is attacking my husband, my wife, my child, and Satan, I tell you to get your hands off of them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Now, does that always mean that the devil isn't going to come back? In fact, he always comes back. He always Mm -hmm. comes back to test, which was where perseverance comes in. We talked about that last week in Luke 10, where there's a perseverance that the Lord that that is needed when we're going to pursue this life of prayer and we're going to uh, even just engage in intercession for other people. We've got to have something on the inside that says, I'm not going to give up. I believe that's, that is, that is an issue that comes up a lot because we can have the perseverance but what about when you've been waiting 25 years for something? Mm, yeah. That's the hard part because yeah. we've seen the 25 minute, oh, devil, I decree right now, hands off in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you right now. The heavens open and there it is. We've all had those moments. Mm-hmm. We can all, but I'll say more times than not, like 90% of the time, it's a journey. To well, work. yeah. And that's like, oh, I mean, man, like, praying and maybe you even feel things lift and then six hours later things come you know come back or the next day and it's just like this constant constant praying constant yeah man yeah yeah and what is is it about that man we we can go so many different directions with this i'm like okay lord where do you want us to go let me let me just say something that's in my spirit right now The Lord loves an open dialogue with us. And when we're contending in prayer for something, and oftentimes it's like, you know, Lord took a long time. I think I'm just going to, we're going to leave that alone. And we didn't get to see the breakthrough. And the Lord's like, hey, I still wanted to have the conversation. I still wanted to continue in the conversation with you about this. Mm -hmm. And the Lord wasn't done. And sometimes we don't see the breakthrough. We don't see the answered prayer because the going got really tough. And we know what that looks like. The going gets tough. And we think, well, maybe the Lord doesn't want to do it. Or maybe, maybe you're just plain tired. And you've just, we've all been there. It's like, I just can't do this anymore. I cannot pray for that person. In fact, they're getting worse. They, their life. (sighs) But as we talked about in the first session, when you actually begin to pray about something, oftentimes you will see it get worse because God begins to actually deal with the sin or the situation that got that person in that place in the first place. So don't grow weary in well-doing because in due season, if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest. There's so much scripture where the Lord is just, don't give up. Don't give up and and grow weary in well-doing because in due season. And so I just want to pray that right now, even just for people that are that are listening the weariness of the season has just taken over mm-hmm. and as much as you want to see the breakthrough 
it seems like that heavy weight has just come on you. The weariness of, of, of the season has taken hold of you. And if you can just honestly say you're in that place right now, I want you to just open up your hands. And we're going to ask the Lord today to supernaturally fill you and give you strength and a second wind for the days ahead. Yeah. Because the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you in the body of Christ. The Lord has need of you in the world. Your kids have need of you. Your husband or wife, they have need of you. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the, the hope that you give us in your word that if we don't grow weary in well-doing, that in due season, Lord, that we would see a harvest. Father, I ask you right now to lift all weariness, every spirit of weariness off of every person in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would actually put mantles of intercession on your people here, Lord, that you would raise up people that want to connect with your heart and see your will and your purpose and your heart be done here on earth, Lord. And so, Father, right now, I just pray for the refreshing rivers of your presence to come, the refreshing wind of the Holy Ghost. Pray that you would fill the atmosphere of their homes right now in Jesus' name or wherever they find themselves. And God, we pray, we pray right now, Lord, that you would strengthen them to, again to stand up. Lord, we speak to their spirits to stand up again, to contend for that son or daughter, that prodigal son or daughter, Lord to contend for that relationship or marriage. God, we pray that you would lift their chin, Lord. I just see the Lord lifting some of your chins right now. I see him just taking his hand and releasing a fresh anointing over you as you trust in him. And God, we just thank you that as you move through them, Lord, I pray that you would speak through them and give them, Lord, a revelation of their authority and the boldness that you've given to them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's not about the badge that we wear. It's the, about the badge that he's given us to wear on his behalf. Hmm. And in the garden, the Lord, the Lord gave that authority to Adam and Eve to be representatives his representatives in the garden. We all know the story. We all know that through the fall, the authority was handed over to the devil. But Jesus came back and he took the keys. And now he's given those keys to all of us. And he wants us to be his mouthpiece over our families, his mouthpiece over this nation, his mouthpiece in the world around us. So it's a revelation of that. And having that confidence, Jeff, that that when I, I say this and I have this in my spirit, every time I go before the Lord in prayer, I'm like, Lord, I'm praying according to your will. Help me to not give up. I know I'm praying according to your will. Help me to endure, to persevere through the trials and to see your will and your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in this situation. It's vital in this hour. It's absolutely vital in this hour where we stand in our nation. There is a harvest of souls. The Lord, I remember the Lord giving me this picture years and years ago. It was, I saw the earth 
And I saw multitudes of people walking on top of the earth, coming out of the darkness into like the light where the, where the sun is shining. And I knew as the years passed by, I knew that this was, this was the harvest of souls that the Lord wanted to bring into the kingdom. He wants to give us a heart as we seek him, not just for the things in our own personal lives, but he wants to give us a heart that burns for the people that have yet to know him. Mm -hmm. It's a part of knowing him. Part of being one with him and having intimacy with him is having a heart for people and loving them to the point where we're willing to go and snatch them out of the fire. It's a big, it's a, a massive I believe it's a massive part of what is on our heart, Jeff. Um, but I believe that it's it's something that he wants to give to all believers. That yeah. we would burn for the lost. That we would burn for those that have yet to come into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Something that I was also thinking about too is like. It just in regards to authority, and I don't, you know, I don't know if this is like 100% theologically sound, but it's just something I was thinking about. I keep going back to it is, is you know, the whole thing with like the analogy with the police officer and the badge is your authority, and that's the authority that's been given to you because you represent something that is bigger than you, right? Yes, so good. Um, but I was reminded of this. He was a <laughs> he was a sheriff, and all my friends knew because he was pretty green and all of us knew that and i i wasn't like a you know a speedster or anything like that but everyone knew this guy if you applied any pressure to him he would cave and <laughs> um and so like i witnessed my friends being like oh and they'd like tell him this elaborate story and he'd be like oh okay well <laughs> don't do it anymore okay you know like and so no one, I never saw anybody get a ticket, um, from this guy. Um, and then there are other police officers where like, there was this crosswalk thing. They were doing like a crosswalk trap actually, cause it was an unmarked crosswalk. It was when I lived up in Portland and, um, and I got pulled over cause it was this area where like, it was like, I didn't see this guy waiting and he was like staged. Like they were actually trapping people and like, and like, Hey, we want to educate you on, uh, on crosswalk etiquette. Here's a ticket, uh, <laughs> come to this <laughs> class. Um, and I remember I was like on my way home from work. It was a long day of work and, and there was no budging with this guy. And I respected that. I was like, wow. all right. Yeah. You know, like I, it was my lack of education on knowing this, but he exercised his authority completely and it was unflinching and there was no budging whatsoever. And he was nice. And obviously we should be mean to demons. Okay. So yes. this analogy doesn't work entirely well, but I think you guys get where I'm going is there's a difference between those two where captain wishy-washy over there, Sergeant man, um, <laughs> uh, whatever the, the sheriff guy, um, he, uh, he was really, really, uh, he, he did not exercise his authority, but the other police officer did where he's like, no, boom, this is my authority. Boom. You get a ticket. Boom. Crosswalk violation. Boom. Um, and, um, that's kind of the way we should be in the spirit too. That's something I was wow. just thinking about is like, 
man, like number one, the enemy can't read our thoughts. All right. Right. So even if I'm, even if I'm freaked out, you know, like help Elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah fire and the Elijah fire podcast possible. Visit Elijah slash give and become a partner today. Like standing on God's promises and being like, this is what the word says. Boom. In the name of Jesus. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. What an excellent analogy. I, that really, that really ministers because how serious are we going to take our authority in him? Yeah. I believe that's the question. How serious are we going to be about this? Because when you get serious with God, he gets serious with you. And the reality of it is, is that once we come to understand that this is not about us in any way, shape or form, and that it's all about him, it shifts, it absolutely shifts. And it's, you know, it's not about, you know, well, all right, devil, this is the last time I'm telling you we're, we mean it this time. No, it's not all. It's this revelation of authority is a spiritual thing hmm. because it doesn't matter how much you shout, how much you whisper, how much you scream, yell, holler, run, dance. It doesn't matter when you don't really believe the authority that you have in him the devil's going to recognize that. I'm going to yeah. tell you that right now. And no amount of shouting is going to is going to hide that. There's more you can do with yes. a whisper than you can Amen. Sh- you know what I mean like Amen. It, you know. Let me tell you, I'll tell you share a story going off script here, but uh not that we have a script, but it's going into you the come out there was a come out in Jesus name uh mm-hmm. movie uh yeah. documentary Saldivar and all those yes. guys. Yeah. Demon and so we Slayers. went Yes, we went and uh, there was there was some manifestations taking place in the we we weren't expecting. We're like, oh, a little nice night out. You know, we just have a little icy and popcorn and we went Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they start doing the renunciations, these live renunciations. And we started to hear some commotion in our aisle. She was on the left side. And. People ran down there and all of a sudden you hear this argument ensue. It was like, no, yes, no, yes. And so come out right now. No. Wow. And uh, this went on for a little bit. And uh, I just, I really felt we needed to walk over there. I, I, I don't like scenes, especially with the devil. He loves to create scenes. Mm-hmm. And we went over there and there was another lady there. And there was just this gentle... It was a real gentle anointing that just came. And this woman calmed down. Her whole body was like catatonic on top of the, on top of the seat. And it was just like the peace of the Lord came and it was just like, in the name of Jesus, come out. And her whole body relaxed. It was just a, it was a moment. This other lady came in, prophesied over her. It was beautiful. And so to me, you know, we left the, we left the movie theater. I just thought about the fact that, Authority is not being loud or quiet. And I want people to really leave with that today. It's not Mm. about how loud or how quiet you are. It's about the revelation that is in your heart, that Jesus shed his blood and that through Calvary, he's delegated the keys of the kingdom to you. So when you come before him, you're coming with a badge on your t-shirt 
a badge in the realm of the spirit that says that you come in the name of Jesus. We see this with the sons of Sceva. You know, they're like, yeah. yeah, we know Paul, we know Jesus, but who the heck are you? Yeah. The enemy knew who was carrying a revelation of their authority in Christ. So oftentimes you're like, wow, they pray so great, or they use such great words, or they're so loud, or whatever the case, that's so awesome. I want to encourage each of you listening right now that you have a, in a unique expression that your, your very voice is so unique to the Lord that the way you pray, AKA the way you talk to him and the way you relate to the Lord is so special mm -hmm. and so unique that that is all God wants you to walk in. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you walk in the uniqueness of the expression of who you are in him, there's an authority in that and a confidence that you begin to walk in and carry that you're like, this is how God made me and this is who I am. Yeah. Yes. And I, people have uh, probably recalled my story. I think maybe I shared it on one of one of the episodes that you and I did for this series. I can't remember, but it was about like I burned my hand and it was, oh, it was hurting real bad. And um my my niece prayed for me you should have heard her prayers she was like three and she's like lord help she calls me uncle Fadi. oh that's a long story <laughs> uncle Fadi, help him with his big hurt you know and it was like that was her prayer oh, the best. and yes. the pain immediately left oh, you know yes. it was just like so i i just don't man even when you're like man i didn't quite nail that prayer you know you're like you know, fumbling <laughs> over your words you know it's God's not like, about how it sounds right it's not if there's I've anything issued many a wonky prayer yeah <laughs> and you know there are seasons sometimes i just yeah. want to put this out there so many seasons of jesus help me god yeah. come i need you help me mm -hmm. lord come to my rescue and you know the question my i feel kind of feel like this question is arising in some of you of like, you know, the scriptures tell us that he knows what we need before we even say it. Okay, then why even say it? I'm going to tell you why. So we have a relationship with him. Hmm. And one of the reasons that the Lord loves to hear your voice, ask him for it, is because you are making, this is, when we're walking with him, these are things that are, let's say, documented in our relationship with him. Moments that we have together with him where it's like, God, would you heal? Would you heal my family member? I'm asking you that you're vocalizing this to the Lord. I'm asking you to, to heal my family member. And when he does it, there isn't a question of, oh, maybe that was just some flyby thought or it, there's no question about it that the Lord did it. And it is another monument, another memorial that is set up in your relationship with Jesus that nobody, no devil in hell can ever take from you. This is what it is to walk with him. It's the, the moments that we have in our marriages, the moments that we have with our children, with our friends, that you're like, hey, remember that time when? You remember that time that we went here together and this happened? So I, I, I just... I kind of heard that question in the spirit of like, well, if God already knows what I need, then why do I need to say it? This is a relationship. This is a relationship. And God, 
with uh, between us, him and I, you and him, the things that you live through and go through, he loves to hear you vocalize. God, would you come through in this? He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from your heart. And so I want to encourage some of you, maybe, you know, the Bible says that you have not because you ask not. And there are even, I even feel like there's people that aren't asking God for things because you feel like God's got bigger fish to fry than to pay your rent or Mm -hmm. to move in your kid's life. Mm -hmm. Can we just right now remove that lie and remove that stronghold? We're going to ask the Lord to do that right now, that you are not important enough or you're matters and your issues and your body and your healing is not important enough because God's got a big old universe to to deal with that's so much bigger than your situations. Psalm 138 verse 8 says this, one of my favorite scriptures, that the Lord perfects that which concerns me. God cares about what you are going through right now. I say this, if your toe hurts, it matters to God. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask Mm -hmm. that you would remove the lie that even the what one might believe is a small thing in their life, Lord, that they need a, a prayer answered. God, I pray that you would remove the lie that, that you don't have time for the small things. But we thank you today that you perfect that which concerns us, God. And I mm-hmm. have a feeling right now, God, there's many people with many concerns. There's many weights and concerns on people's hearts today, God, that they don't know how they're, how they're going to make it through the next day, how that next bill is going to get paid or how their children is, their children are going to turn out. God, whatever that thing may be, God, we just release your word right now. That You said we're two or more gathered together in your name that you're here in our midst. Mm-hmm. God, we ask you would send your word right now to their body and to their situations that you will perfect that which concerns them. You care God, what they're going through right now matters to you. And I thank you that you are catching their tears in a bottle. Lord, I pray that they would have confidence in you and confidence in your word that you will do what you said you will do. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Let's talk about um, contending over prophetic promises over our lives. Um, You have like kind of lives, families, nation. Um, yeah. And actually, even uh, just because I was looking at the time, even combining like the power of prophetic acts in that, too, because there is a measure of contending prophetic acts being a part of that as well. Yeah. So just talk about it that intermix, however you want to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, we all have. What is a prophetic promise? A prophetic promise is a promise from the Lord of things to come. And when we have this, it says a title. Let's just say it's a title deed in the realm of the spirit. When you receive a promise from God, you receive a title deed. When breakthrough comes, we receive the manifestation in this realm. But it's a heavenly reality first before it is a natural reality next. And how do we receive that title deed? It's by faith. Hmm. You know, when we say, and this is when 1 John says, and this is the confidence. You know, another word you can use there is, and this is the faith that we have. But when we pray according to his will, he hears us. We all have prophetic promises that the Lord has given us. But as we were sharing earlier, if we're not willing to water that word, because when we pray, 
We are planting the heavens with the word of God. The word of God is an incorruptible seed. So when we speak his word, his word goes out to do what he said it will do. And I want you to picture this because this is the picture that I had. It really helped me in the early days is when I speak and release the word that he's spoken to me about a a situation or a person or whatever the case may be, I see that seed going into like a cloud Mm -hmm. into the heavens. And I see that seed sitting in the cloud. And the word of God that's sown into our hearts, we've got to water that word. We've got to water the prophetic words and the prophetic promises the Lord has given us. A lot of you that are listening right now have received words from the Lord that you haven't seen come to pass. And I just hear the Lord saying, would you tarry with me? Hmm. Would you tarry with me until you see me fulfill what I said I would fulfill in your life? We don't know if it's going to take 25 minutes or 25 years, but when we really believe that God will do what he said he will do, you can take this to the bank, that God will fulfill his promise to Mm -hmm. you, no matter what it is. So that's number one, being, how to, watering the word is bringing, just think about it, bringing the Holy Spirit and the nourishment bringing life into that word, constantly praying over that word. If somebody, let's say for instance, you have a word that the Lord is going to bring your father to the Lord, which actually that was something that I had in my life. It took years before we saw the fulfillment of him saying, Lord, come into, come into my heart. But in the meantime, what, what I did. And then when I met Ryan was we began to contend and pray over that word. Lord, I thank you that you said that you're going to bring my dad to the Lord. Thank you that your word declares that you desire that all be saved and that none perish. So, Father, we just thank you for sending your word right now over his body, over his mind, over his spirit. I'm just giving you as an example the things that we prayed over him Mm -hmm. until we saw the breakthrough. Because I knew in my heart, I know you want to do this, God. I know you want to save my dad. I know you want to bring him into the fold. You want to bring him into the kingdom. So. I'm going to do my part to partner with you to see your will and your word come to pass in my father's life, that he would know you, that he wouldn't perish. So I'm going to pray over this word. And so I want to encourage some of you out there, take your prophetic word. Some of you have journals that you haven't opened up because of, let's just be real, because of hope deferred. You haven't seen the promise come to pass. Mm -hmm. God told you something. He gave you the title deed, but it, it required a partnership. It's, and that's not always, there's always partnership, but I'm talking about, there's a, there's a war in the realm of the spirit over the prophetic promises that God has given us, that the enemy does not want to relinquish and he doesn't want to let it go. He doesn't want to let that family member go. So he's going to fight, but God's given you all authority to be able to release his word over that person to see the victory. Yeah. So well, there's so much that we can go into. I feel like regarding when we're just engaging the Lord. Okay. Let's talk about it that way. We're engaging the Lord in this partnership to see his will come to pass in our lives over the promises that he's given us. We've got to water those words. We've got to, in times we're warring over these words. We're warring over the words, over our children and our Mm -hmm. families and our nation. We're warring. How are we doing that? Does that mean you're going like the police officer and you're going to jump on the Mack truck and make it stop? No. That means standing in the realm of the spirit and I, and, and declaring the word of God. I come today in the name of the Lord of hosts, Jesus Christ, 
And we just enforce the victory at Calvary right now over the situation. We plead the blood of Jesus right now over this word, over your healing, over your family, your children, as an example. So we are engaging in this, Jeff. This is not a lax sit back. Oh, Jesus, do your thing. No, no, no. That's not going to happen. And for those that think that he's going to get off the throne and come start doing it, it's not going to happen. He has delegated the authority to us. In fact, when he told us, I want to read this to you real quick because sometimes we, we can overlook this. In Mark 11, 20, 23, truly I tell you that whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. I want to go back. Whoever says to the mountain, not the Lord Jesus saying to the mountain, that's us. Whoever says to the mountain. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place. It will be done for him. So the Lord's like, hey, I've given you authority. Now you go. You speak to the mountain. You speak to the cancer. You speak to that debt that needs to be paid. You speak to the enemy. I've given you the authority to do it. The government doesn't come with the police officer to pull you over. He's got that badge that represents his backing. Okay. Let that revelation go deep into your heart. All authority has been given to him and he has delegated it to you. So when you're warring over those promises and you've got that title deed in your hand, God, I know you said this. I know that you said that you were going to come through for me. I've got it in my hand right now. The currency is faith. Mm. That's a separate subject, but I want to encourage those out you out there right now that you have those prophetic promises, begin to water that word, allow for the, for the light of the word of God to come into those places, into those promises that maybe you've just tucked into a shelf and you just think, well, God's not going to do that anymore because it's just too many years have gone by. And let the water and the light of his word and his spirit come into those places and begin Mm -hmm. to war over those promises again. Real quick, we'll talk about the power of prophetic acts because sometimes the Lord will show us things in prayer that don't make sense. They sound and look silly. And we're like, oh God, I don't want to do that. Well, listen, (laughs) he told Ezekiel to lay down naked, pointing in a certain direction because God was going to do something through it. Big weirdo move right there, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) That's a good way to put a big weirdo move. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the Lord... In, in my personal life, I shared this before when when we were at the McDonald's, what the Lord showed me was the shofar. So what we did is we rode around in our car with the windows down and we we heard the Lord say, I want you to march around her home like Jericho. And I want you to blow the shofar seven times every time you come around the come around the house. Here we were, shofar coming out the window, blowing that. You know, it's such a distinct sound. And Of course, we looked how we looked. The neighbors were outside. I'll never forget that. But we didn't care because we had heard the Lord. And I I knew that God was releasing something into the natural realm supernaturally as we blew the shofar, (laughs) as we sounded the alarms. God was sounding the alarms in this young lady's life. And it wasn't like a week later that we get this report. Yeah, she's her name has totally like turned away from the drug. She's quit clubbing like massive. And it was God. The Lord sent the angels on assignment to blow the trumpets in her life. We'll never know how or, or how all that came about, but we know that the angelic is activated 
through the power of our prayers. Mm -hmm. The angelic is activated through prophetic acts. God may ask you to do something that seems totally crazy, unconventional. You might look (laughs) stupid. But let me tell you something. There is blessing and breakthrough on the other side of looking stupid Mm -hmm. sometimes, especially when God's asking you to do something. Yeah. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And it's like, I have a story that I have yet to see the fruit of, but um, we were, uh, there's actually several, I know, but they're not coming to my mind right now, but I know there's more, but um, there was one, I was in a prayer time, Lauren and I were praying for this couple who are very dear to us. And husband has issues with his eyesight and so we're praying Mm -hmm. for him and i see this like in the spirit i see this like silvery like water liquid like falling on him and it was like pooling up at our feet and it's like like knee we're like knee deep and i can see it in the spirit i'm just like man i can like practically feel it and i was just like guys i have to do this and i i i fought myself on it because i was like man i don't (laughs) And it was like, I I was like scooping it up and I was like pouring it on him like this. And I'm like, man, I feel so stupid, but I have to do this. Like I have to, like all these birds telling me do this right now. And we still have yet to see his healing, but I'm like, it was like one of those moments where I was like, I knew that I knew that I knew that I was supposed to do that. And so, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm still, um, you know, believing that God is going to heal him. And that was for some weird reason part of the process of getting healing, you know, um, you know, wow. and it's, so it's just like, and, uh, yeah. So I, I'm sure there are plenty of instances people listening are like, dude, I straight up have had moments like that myself. So, yeah. Can I just encourage those of you listening when the, when God shows you something like that, like what Jeff, Jeff just shared, uh-huh. please, please step out because you never know that that isn't the very thing that turns the entire ship for that person. Yeah. And there are more times, let me tell y'all, there are more times than not where I've stepped out or where my husband has stepped out and God has shown us to something like, okay, I don't know why I'm seeing this, but, and it was exactly what that person needed to hear. And you know what that does? It releases faith in that person Mm -hmm. that they're seen and they're known by God. That they are, I don't think there's anything greater than just that feeling of like, wow, I'm seen by the God of the universe, just experiencing that. Like God sees me, he hears me, he knows me. When you experience that tangibly, when someone says something, and it's the power of a prophetic word, says something that only you and God would know. And we have experienced that. So it was like so many times, I know so many people listening, you've experienced the power of that. Mm -hmm. Step out. You know, we know in part and we prophesy in part. The, the, we're going to make mistakes sometimes. I remember the man that, that took me on this journey to teach me how to pray. And he said, Christina, you're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes together. And it freed me from this, like, oh, I have to be perfect because I'm stepping out in faith to trust God. When I see him show me something in prayer and that literally could be a make or break for somebody, just like it was for me all those years ago yeah. when Hillary came up to me and said, this is a matter of life or death. Now, how on earth would he have known that I was getting ready to take my life that night had the Lord not revealed to him that in a time of prayer? 
where mm. all these intercessors were gathering and the Lord's like, let me show you somebody. There's somebody sitting on the first floor. She's contemplating suicide. Now go and give her the word. These right. are the things that are going to happen to you when you get in his presence, you experience that intimacy. You're, you're, you're just with him. You're with your love. You're with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord's like, can I entrust you with my secrets? Can I show you the things that just ache my heart? Can you go and do something about it? Yeah. Oh, the reward yeah. is great. Can I yeah. just tell you all that the reward is great. And the Lord, not that we do it. I, you know, you just get to that place. It's like, you do it because you love him, not because God's going to give you something, mm -hmm. but because yeah. you love him. Mm. There's a lot I can say, you know, there's travailing in prayer, you know, what there's the, so many things we could say about this, but I know we're, we're over time. Yeah. And, well, uh, I have a, a quick funny story about another funny story. This one I wish was mine. I really do. But about prophetic, <laughs> prophetic acts. Um, it's someone that my, that Lauren knows. Um, and he was, it was overseas on, on a mission trip. I don't know. We'll say it's India. Cause I, I can't remember where it was. He's in India and it's this big group of people. He's like the only white guy in this space. And the Lord goes, I want you to take your banana. I want you to smash it on that woman's head on top of her head. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, uh, and so he just couldn't, he couldn't escape it. And so he like grabs the banana and he's like, Oh my gosh. And so like, he goes and he smashed it on top of her head and the lady all of a sudden starts crying and he's like, Oh no, I just ruined my witness in a foreign country. Come to find out. She had said to the Lord, God, I want you to prove that you're real to me. And I want you to have that man smash a banana on top of my head. And he was like, and it was through translator and everything. He was like, Oh my goodness. So it, him being like, no, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this thing uh it you know it's so insulting was the very thing that this lady needed to hear and she gave her life to the lord right there so you know let that be an encouragement if you've ever done and, and look sometimes we get the payoff of something yes. amazing like that right where you get yeah. to see the immediate thing but man sometimes he has you do weird stuff in public and no one no one like no, you don't get to see the fruit of it, but you will in heaven. So that's an encouragement. And you get to this place where the pain, the pain of not doing something when he asks you to do something is so much greater than even the embarrassment mm -hmm. or the ridicule that you might experience. Mm -hmm. I remember being, um, we were at a friend's, we're at a friend's house who we were praying for this individual who was going through a really hard time. Just the devil was really coming at, at this individual and, uh, and the Lord, I was like, oh boy. Cause like when I, when I'm here at my house and I pray, I, I am very loud and that's just me. That's just my personality. You know, Evan, Ryan, no. Okay. She's they'll they'll close the door and uh -huh. you know, I'm really loud. And so the, but yeah. that's me. I'm, I grew up in a very loud family. And so, um, but I will sometimes like holler and blow my shofar, different things like that. And there's this, like, I would say it almost sounds like I'll, I'll begin to pray. And it's like, it, it's kind of like a, like, it sounds like a train. Okay. I'm not going to do a demonstration here, but the Lord told me one day, I want you to, to do this right now. And I'm like, 
no lord like that's like you're you like, and i toot, toot. yeah no, no, no. It's like, louder it's, toot, yeah. toot. <laughs> it's like with my voice okay so yeah and i was like lord like that's you and i time not like in public uh -huh. you know? yeah i get the it lord's like no i need you to do this finally i just can't I said okay I'm, I'm gonna do this and it took me a little while but finally when i did it was like you, we could just feel the manifest presence of the Lord come. And it was like the breakthrough that came, just his presence in that moment. It was like the depression, the anxiety, the just all of the weights in that moment. That sound, just remember, we all have a sound within us. Mm. We have a sound that is unique, that is distinct, that it sends ripples in the realm of the spirit. That's why the enemy is always trying to silence us. He doesn't want us to pray out loud. No. He doesn't want us to give the prophetic word. He doesn't want us to be out there sharing the word of God, sharing our faith. Mm -hmm. Because our voice, when it's with the word of God, just backed and powered by the word of God is sending ripple effects in to the realm of the spirit. And so if the Lord is asking you to do something, sounds you might think is stupid. That might be the key that unlocks somebody's breakthrough um, in that time of intercession or prayer for that person. And so um, it could be, it could be the very thing that saves their life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It saved mine. Well, and yeah, like let that be a, an encouragement. We just don't, we just don't know, you know, and sometimes yeah. God just has you ask someone. There was a really awesome story I heard recently. Ah, who was it? can't remember famous like well-known christian author but this guy he was like i feel like i'm supposed to ask my coworker to um church or bible study or something like that and he was a known atheist and he's like this guy's like venomous words frothing at the mouth hatred okay. for christianity okay. okay so he asks him and the guy laughs and is like you know i'm an atheist he's like yeah i know and he's like, no, I'm not going to the, your stupid thing. And he's like, God, what in the world was that about? Fast forward like 10 years. Oh, I wish I could remember who this was. But anyways, fast forward like 10 years. This guy comes up to him, well-known guy. And he goes, I just want to let you know, I was in the cubicle. You asked a coworker to go to a Bible study. And I was in the cubicle next to him. And I overheard it. And it convicted me. And I immediately went back to church. I took my my wife and kids back to church. And then he's like, he's this really well-known guy. I can't wow. remember who he is. It's driving me yeah. crazy. But it's just like, we just don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. But step out in faith. Because that moment of faith could mean somebody coming into the kingdom, their life being changed. We just never know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, totally. Wow. So... Um, all right. Well, I would love for you to to pray. This is this is yes. great. What what better way to end a, a whole thing on prayer than to pray for the people, Christina? I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And if you you know something, feel like there's so much we can unpack with prayer, but also praying in the spirit. That's just there's just so many tools God has given us mm -hmm. in our relationship with Him. But um, if you have your prayer language, just right where you are. Um, just just begin to pray to the Lord. And Father, we, we thank you for this time. 
We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the keys to the kingdom. The Lord, whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on the earth is loose in heaven. We thank you for this privilege, this partnership with you, Lord. I pray that you would impart boldness right now into your people, God. That they would see you and that they would see themselves as you see them, God. That when you look at them, you see your son, Jesus. You see the blood. So, Father, we pray that they would put off all shame, all condemnation, guilt, every weight and heaviness, Lord, that has hindered them from walking in their God-given authority today. And I thank you for an uprising today, Lord. I speak right now to their spirits, to their spirit man, God. And we just ask that they would stand up in this hour, Lord, that they would partner with you like never before to see your will be done, to see your kingdom done and come on earth as it is in heaven, in their lives, and their families, and their every situation, and every realm of, of authority that you've given them in their life. God, we pray that they would go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Father, right now, we thank you. Lord, I just even sense just petitions and, Lord, hearts that are just crying out for you tonight. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would come. And that you would just bring the bomb of your healing presence mm -hmm. to every heart right now that needs a touch. God, I just have this real sense that people have been yearning desperately to sense your touch and to sense your presence. Or they haven't sensed you or felt you in a long time. God, would you come right now and touch them? Would you come and, Lord, fill them with the fire of your presence? Lord, for those that need healing in their bodies right now, we just pray that you would bring healing, that you would bring wholeness, mm -hmm. and that you would reveal yourself as a Lord, our healer. You are their healer. That by your stripes, Lord, they are healed. Mm -hmm. God, we ask right now you would lift off every hindrance and obstacle, Father, be it depression or anxiety anything and everything that's keeping them from walking in intimacy with you. Mm -hmm. That's that would keep them from walking close to with you, God, that you are Lord, not far away, but indeed you are right now with them cheek to cheek, Lord. You are with them as they weep. God, you're with them in this very moment. And I pray right now, Lord, for a, a revelation to get rooted in their heart, that mm -hmm. the enemy would not come to steal his seed here tonight. But God, in fact, that the water and the Lord, the light of your word would just come and nourish every area, every promise, every prophetic destiny, every prophetic promise right now that you've you've given them the title deed to. God, would you come and water it tonight? Pray that hope would arise right now. We just speak resurrection life over every heart in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask the blood of Jesus to cover every house, to cover every man and woman and child in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God, for what you're doing in your people. We thank you for this urgent hour that we stand in, in the body of Christ, Lord, that you are raising up intercessors and you're raising up men and women who would partner with you to release your heart into the earth, your will into the lives of people everywhere, Lord. God, I just pray right now that you would, Lord, we just pray. That there would just be a desire in their hearts right now that would say, Lord, like the prophet, send me, Lord, I'll go. 
So Father, I thank you for commissioning your people today. I thank you that you are raising up an army in this hour, Lord. And I thank you that this army will be marked by lovesick believers that have dove's eyes for you and you alone, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Christina, thank you so much just for, I mean, I know it's a, it, kind of an investment to commit to a weekly thing. I, oh, thank you. Fun. Seriously, thank you so much. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun always. Yeah. I know that, like just you doing this has brought a lot of breakthrough to a lot of people, um, a lot of clarity, a lot of hope to a lot of people. Um, so yeah, those kinds of, those kinds of things do not go unrewarded in heaven, Christina. So Amen. Yeah. Um, so how, tell people how they can follow you. Any last yes, words? I'm on TikTok, oh, Christina Baker, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. It's it's ITS Christina Baker, Christina with no H. And awesome. yeah. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you again, Christina. Thanks and we'll for having me, Jeff. Before we know it, you'll be back on the show. So we'll see y'all soon. Yeah. Everybody, uh, tune in tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Oh,